and broadcasting and podcasting 438 miles between each other. You're listening to the fifth quarter podcast episode number two for this third year of the podcast. Hello, everybody. George Koff, Desmond McLaughlin, excuse me, with you um, as we break down the first week of college football and look forward to the first real weekend of college football here from College Station in Lubbock, respectfully. Should be a very interesting weekend, and we had a very interesting weekend. We're going to get to all that and more, but I bring in Desmond with me here. Desmond, how are you doing on this Friday afternoon, and what did you like from last week? Well, George, definitely exciting to have college sports back, exciting to have NFL sports. You know, I just saw a video. It's one of the first times where you're able to watch NFL, NBA, and MLB all within the same time frame of each other. And I think that's just insane. Talk about a sport equinox. Honestly, honestly. Yeah. But I appreciate you asking, George. Um, obviously, as you can tell, that's my pleasure this whole morning. I had work all day. But it's great to be back to the grind, ready for this podcast today. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we're going to get right into it and not keep you having to listen to an hour. We'll try to make this a little bit shorter for those of you that maybe have a little bit of a less intention span, I blame TikTok, but who, you know, who's a, what, the renegade? Is that what you're doing, Desmond? The renegade? <laughs> so we, again, we'll remind you, video podcast version is on YouTube. Everything else will be audio only on wherever you get your podcast. So if you're interested in looking at our antics, then come join us on YouTube. Um, all right. Week one. Probably, I can't believe I'm going to have these words coming out of my mouth, but I thought the SMU-Texas State game was probably the most interesting game of the weekend. Um, that game, no, by far, I don't know what I was more surprised by. Uh, that The fact that Texas State much improved or the fact that SMU kind of came out sluggish and sleepy. They raised a few eyebrows for me. I feel like there was a lot of questions that weren't answered. There were a lot of questions that were, you know, Shane Bouchel having all this pressure on him to probably be the best quarterback in Texas this year and this and that. I don't know. I mean, it was scoreless going into the second quarter, and Texas State couldn't quite get over that hump. They made it 7-7, 14-14, 21-21, and just that was as close as they got. And ended up being 24-31 with your final uh, SMU victory. Desmond, what, what should we be expecting from Texas State? I mean, I feel like this is a team that, has low expectations, but kind of surprising people. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Jeremiah Hato. Of course, everyone saw this weekend already people dubbing it the catch of the year. Maybe a little too soon. Definitely a great catch. Maybe a little too soon. We'll have to see. Um, but I'm surprised as you are, George. I remember last week we were talking about how we thought it was going to be a blowout. Um, so I think even though Texas State lost, I think this is a win in their eyes. They're getting a little bit more respect. They're showing that they can maybe compete with a little bit higher teams now. I think it's going to set them up better for the, for the rest of the season. Um, I also just want to mention that I think a lot of the problems SME had, as you said with Michelle, is that they had a lot of turnovers and penalties. And, of course, when you have those, that's always going to, you know, harm your team and harm where, you know, where you're trying to go. Uh, seven, seven penalties that game, seven. That's, that's a lot. Especially yeah. from, I get its first game, Absolutely. a little shakiness, you know, COVID, all the stuff's going on, but still – that's something you have to look look forward to for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I believe two of the two or three of those penalties were very crucial, you know, in the red zone, ready to go. And then they were something that was either a false start, moving them back, or even I believe one of them was a, a personal foul. And so it goes, it gives you an opportunity. You go from scoring, 
you know, being on the 15 yard line to now being out of the red zone, having to readjust on, you know, whatever second and goal, but it's more like second and 30 instead of second and right. 10. Um, I think, I think if we're going to talk surprises, we have to also mention South Alabama. South Alabama was a big surprise last week coming into going into Hattiesburg, Mississippi and taking down Southern Miss. They, no question. They were the best team. They uh, in that game, Southern Miss was having the backtrack, you know, or was, was falling behind and backtracking the entire game. They were getting their foot in the mud the entire game. Never really had an opportunity to come back. Maybe at the end, but I believe South Alabama scored on every possession that they got to at least the 30-yard line. They had three possessions or two possessions that were interceptions, but everything else they scored, either a field goal or a touchdown. By doing that, you force the offense or the opposing offense to have to go down and score. And when you don't, when you punt it, you're kind of giving yourself it's almost like a, a slap on the, on the back because you're like, oh, well, we're not, we're, we're not uh, doing anything now. We're just letting this team get even more of an advantage. I think that, I mean, did you see anything? I, I know there was one guy, I think his name was uh, something like Desmond, Desmond Trotter, who had like 300 passing yards. What, what, what did you think? His name was what, George? I believe his name was Desmond. Is that right, Desmond? I believe so. Yeah, he had over 300 yards. Um, as you said, I mean, I don't want to – of course, I'm going to give him credit because his name's Desmond, you know, I got him. But I don't want to get too much into it because, um, again, neither team's very good, you know. I'm happy for them. Always great to start out 1-0. But um, I don't think it's too much to look into right now. Not to be like, you know, Power 5 team that I'm like, oh, okay, you know. But um, they did play like Southern Mississippi, so – yeah, no, they were a 20-point underdog, too. I think that's what people forget, is they were a 20-point underdog. Wow. Yeah. They covered the spread. Okay. Yeah, and they won by 12. So uh, they play Tulane this week. I feel like that would be a better judgment of how well they actually Right. Are. I mean, Tulane's not up there, but if they did win, I'd be like, I'd be like okay. Okay, exactly. Dennis, I see you. I see you. You start to gain more respect for them. Um, yeah. And, and one team I think we need to gain more respect for is BYU. BYU Navy, Desmond, you mentioned it last week. BYU Navy could have the most, you know, most watched game for BYU since they went independent. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Blowout, plus it being not really that intriguing of a matchup. No fans in attendance at Navy. Not great ratings. But one thing's for sure, that BYU offense is potent and and just unstoppable. I mean, it was 31-0 at the half. 31 nothing against a Navy team that has traditionally had a good, solid, even ground game. They just looked, looked just weak. They looked like a, they looked like a Sam Houston State. Like they, they looked like they were just getting bullied to the point that, you know, oh, is this even a team that is supposed to compete? They were, yeah. What, what, what did you, what did you see? Uh, George, I definitely agree with you. I thought about, Maybe putting BYU was one of my smaller schools, which we'll talk about later. But I ended up not just because I had better options. But I definitely agree with what you're saying about BYU's offense and how explosive it can be. I, I did seriously think about it. And you got plenty the, of time. I mean, you got. Yeah, yeah, right. I do. Have, I do have time. Yeah, you got. You know, we got. We'll get into that. 
uh, later here at the, towards the end of the podcast. But yeah, Zach Wilson looked good, and I feel like it told the complete story of Week One. We had a lot of a lot of blowouts. Marshall. I Lee, mean, Week Week One, there's always blow every single year, George. You know, this is true. This is true, and I feel like we were expecting it. I mean, our picks right. were what like thirty five nothing and thirty forty eight seven. You know, it was like stuff right. that you expect, but uh, it's just big. Speaking of of big and you know blowouts, Texas Tech. It's got their season opener this week against the HBU Huskies, a um, FCS team who played North Texas last week, got a chance to kind of have some scouting, I guess, for the Red Raiders. Right. They lost 57 to 31, but I think the big deal was that HBU looked like they had some potential in offense towards the end of the game. They were moving the ball. They were finally getting things situated. And, yes, maybe they were playing the second team defense for of of the mean green but they still had their first team offense out there they were still producing they were still moving the ball I don't think that's going to be the case this week just because it's Texas Tech it's I mean like they're expected to win if Texas Tech loses by even less than I mean they're 39 point favorites if they lose by less than that I feel like people are gonna be like oh Texas Tech what happened I mean, that's going to be the response. It's not going to be, oh, you still want, you know, their response is going to be, oh, you, we won. That's, let's move on. Well, you won by 20. No, that's not really that exciting. Um, and they have an opportunity to start on the right note. Alan Bowman, we get to see him again. Your thoughts on everything, on this game. Look, George, as a Texas Tech thing, you know, especially with the football team, we'll take any win. All right, we'll take any win. <laughs> But I agree. I had fifty. I had it fifty-one seventeen. Definitely a blowout. I'm gonna make a big statement. I think Alan Bowman is gonna come out and lead the Big Twelve in passing yards this season. I think he's gonna be the top passer. I, I said it. I said. I said it, George. I said it right now. You can. You can put nine eleven RP. Um, two forty nine p.m. Alan Bowman leading passer for Big Twelve. Um, I think he's gonna have a great season. You know, hopefully he stays healthy. You know, he's had problems the last couple of years of being injured, which threw off the whole season and all the momentum. Hopefully he stays healthy. But I will say that HBU, they didn't play bad against North Texas. And I do think that their quarterback, apologize if I mistrust his last name, Bailey Zapp, I think he will throw for over 250 yards. You know, Texas Tech usually does have a great um, secondary coverage, and they usually give up 300-plus passing yards. And if, if we ever did lose – it's because this guy is just going to run across the corners and the safeties. Okay, so I mean, I, I agree with that. I, I have forty-five seventeen. I'm yeah. Gonna, it, it's it's going to be a blow. Yeah, I, I think it is going to be a blow. And Desmond, for the record, I have written down that Bowman leading passer in the Big Twelve. A nice circle. We'll go back to it and see if that's the case. Just want you to keep in mind, Sam Ellinger, Spencer Rattler. Um, I believe his name, Spencer Spencer Rattler for Oklahoma. People forget. Last year, he was, he was a Heisman candidate until he got injured. He's that good. He just he's just he just can't stay healthy. That's why people just forget about him because he's he's injured. But that's not that has no, nothing to knock his talent though. You know that's just a body thing, I guess. We'll see. We'll see. Desmond making some hot some hot predictions and hot takes here. Early, early into the season. Talk about a way to, to kick off episode number two of the season. Speaking of the season, real start. 
ACC Big 12 kick off their seasons. Well, most of the teams do. Uh, we've had some postponements in the last few days. And unfortunately, I am not going to be able to tell you the iron skillet story between SMU TCU. That game has been postponed until a future date, which might not even happen. Both teams are uh, don't really have similar bye weeks, so who knows what happens there. Louisiana Tech Baylor, they don't even have any similar bye weeks, so that game has also been postponed to a future date. Tulsa, Oklahoma State was supposed to play this week. It will be end up playing next week. Um, still same lo- location, everything. Um, 11 a.m. on ESPN. So that game will follow game day follow next week. So those are the only three postponements in the Big 12. Um, I promise I will tell the Iron Skillet story at some point. It is a very good story. Um, and you'll have to just keep tuning in to see if I tell it or not. Um, Wake Forest hosts game day, college game day, for the first time ever. Uh, which lowers the amount of Power 5 schools that have not hosted game day to, I believe it's six or seven. And Syracuse, uh, Kansas is on that list. Cal's on that list. Um, so we'll see um, how many teams they can knock out this season. And one of the other big deals, and Desmond, I want to bring you in on this idea. Rice, UCF, and Houston have still not started their seasons. Three fairly decent programs that, you know, Houston especially, Houston and UCF being two of the three. Houston won't start until next week. UCF won't start until next week. And Rice won't start until October 24th. It will be their first game. With two of these three teams being in Texas, with with only SMU, Texas State, Texas, and Texas Tech, really, being the teams that are playing before we get – before the September 26th, when A&M, Baylor, TCU will end up joining that list. What does this mean for Texas high school, uh, college football? Are we, is it going to degrade it because we're not getting what, you know, Texas high school or college football is, you know, the, I feel like there's a lot to talk about there. What, what does this mean? George, this is Texas. Football here is, uh, it's, 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 it's a religion. It is a religion. I mean, think exactly. about it. Friday, Friday night. That, that's what it is here in Texas. And I, there's nothing that could ever knock football here in Texas, no matter what city. So, I, I, no, I don't think that. I think definitely people might be anxious, you know, especially people around here in Houston, you know. Texans start off rocky. Rockets not playing well right now. Astros, everyone's called them cheaters, so we're looking for other things to rely on. But no, I don't think it will do any damage or harm the appearance of football here in Texas. I, I, I appreciate that, and I think you're right. I think there won't be, you know, maybe a big impact. It's just the waiting, the waiting game. Right, right. People like anxious or something. I mean, we have 15 days to laggy football. You don't think I'm? I bet you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching all this college football, just sad that I don't get to see the maroon and white suit up just yet. Like, I'm, I, I love it. I'm glad it's back. I'm not complaining. Or, 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 or even go to Kyle Field, you know, to, to, to the games. Exactly. It, I mean, so we'll see. We'll see. You know, hopefully, hopefully things keep playing out. And please, take this time. Social distance. Wear your mask. <laughs> do everything you can. We want to keep college football this entire season we don't and so we can go back to regular college stuff come on now stay safe out there y'all exactly exactly um 
and with that also we're gonna just we're gonna go ahead and move on but one thing to finally mention is that the new ap poll this is the poll that will be only ranking teams that are playing will come out on sunday this week so be our first glance of what the ap is looking at um of course remember ap is not the one that decides the playoff that's the college football playoff committee but like teams like BYU, Army probably will get ranked and they'll probably be ranked fairly high um, in my opinion. And so we'll, we'll see what happens there. I can't really predict, honestly, that first one because depending on how teams play this week, that will also play an impact. All right, NBA, Desmond, you just touched on it. Rockets not playing very well. Um, lost third straight game to the Lakers. Fall 3-1 in the series. Got to win tomorrow to force a game six. What's the what's the mood right now? What's what, what's obviously the whole controversy between about Daniel, or, you know, surrounding Daniel House and whether or not he had a girl in his room, this and that, or whatever. That's beyond the point. What do the Rockets need to do to have a chance to force a game six? Very small. Very small. Now that Daniel House's head's in the wrong place. Come on, man. You could have waited two weeks, bro. He is one of our only two-way players with defense. We were, we were winning. We won the first game against L.A. We did lose the second. One and one, okay. Then he breaks protocol, and now he sits out the next two games, and we get creamed. I wonder why. Hold on, Desmond. Breaks proto- protocol. Supposedly, supposedly the, the woman – said it him and, and or it was Tyson Chandler and that's what the NBA was investing well, in. I don't know what you mean but Tyson Chandler is like old he doesn't really play so he's good but see that's the point it was or not and it was or so that's what they're saying is it was Tyson Chandler not Daniel House come that on. would even make me even more upset we need Daniel House even though I don't like him he's He's a great defense player we need him we need all the defense as possible exactly but right now I don't get too much into it right now not looking good. It is LeBron. He has a lot of help around him. I think that they're going to take – I think we'll win the next game. But I think they'll take um, They'll take game six. And so I, I think that the final two teams will end up to be – I honestly think the Clippers and Celtics. Oh. Uh, I think I think that – I think Kawhi will do a great job locking down LeBron. And then, you know, you have PG-13, Beverly – Montrez, all those people on the defensive, you know, leaders on that team. I think they have to do a good job locking down LeBron and um, LeBron and AD because they have problems with the guard spot. We saw it with Damian Lillard, who consistently dropped thirty plus on them. We're seeing it. James Harden and Russell Westbrook are still going off against them. It's just the people around them, and I think with the Clippers, they have those bench players and the people around them to get them through there. And okay. uh, I think the Clippers are up two one against them this year, so it'll definitely be great. I think. Clippers, Celtics, and I honestly, I honestly think I think Kawhi's going back to back this year. I think wow. he's going back to back. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. If, I, if the big sorry, the big thing is if Paul George plays not like playoff P. That's a big thing. And that's a lot to ask for, let's be honest. Yes. Uh, for me, I feel like the Rockets will take game five if they play defense the entire game, not just the third and fourth quarter, but the entire <laughs> game. I don't know if you watched last night's game, but they were not. If we had played, if we had played better in the second quarter, we would have won the game. 
Right. We were fine in the fourth quarter. Because we come back towards the end, but it's already kind of too late. Exactly. It's already out of hand. Um, for me, I like the Heat. The, the, um, the Miami Heat are doing it on the Eastern Conference side. Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, just to name a few. I think they're, they're one of this, these teams that maybe people have slept on, but they need to stop sleeping on. Um, I think they'll face the Lakers. I think the Lakers will beat the Clippers. I'm actually going to be completely honest. I think the Lakers are going to get are going to sweep the Clippers. Um, here's the thing. Kawhi and Paul George are good when they're playing together on the same level. When Paul George is, is down, Kawhi has to carry all this weight. And if you can block, if you can at least somewhat contain Kawhi, LeBron, AD, Kuzma, KCP, they're all going to just absolutely rain threes. And Rondo, Rondo's back to his playoff self. Like, I, I don't, I don't see any anything wrong there. Um, so I think Lakers Heat, and I think for for Hunter, for my roommate, for the sake of my of, of my existence here in College Station, I gotta take the Lakers winning the uh, the whole thing. Uh, so that's that's it for NBA. But we're gonna move on to NFL briefly. Speaking of uh, also rough uh, news with the Texans, absolutely just pooping on the bed not pooping on on obj but pooping on the bed um i don't know if you saw that oh making it making a burn there that was, on OBJ. that was that was that was a good one george yeah that was yeah a good one. yeah yeah you know i had to throw it in there 34 20 win for Mahomes and the kansas city chiefs on opening night desmond your takeaways your brief takeaways from that game i i, I don't want to i don't want to cause some drama i just want to know <laughs> where did all these chiefs fans come from Chugga, 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 Thank you. I'm reading my stories. I'm like, you're a Chiefs fan? Do you, do you know anyone on the team besides Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> it's all fun and games. I'm obsessing around. But Desmond, Desmond, but, let, let, me, let me say something. It's like LeBron James. When LeBron James goes to one team, they become a Cavs fan. Or when, they go to the, when he goes to Miami, they become a Heat fan. When he goes to LA, he, they become a Lakers fan. When Pat Mahomes, it's not that they're a Chiefs fan. They're a Pat Mahomes fan. But that means that they're a Chiefs fan because that's, you know, transitive property there. So, yeah, you're right. I think, yeah, where did all they, where did they all come from? Exactly. Exactly. It's whatever. Um, I mean, I knew the Texans going to lose. Patrick Mahomes is fantastic. Chiefs are great. They're, they still have it. Um, for the season, I only have them losing five games, which is maybe a little generous. But I really like the matchups they have this season. Okay. Um, but we'll see if Deshaun is worth that max contract he just got, um, for the next four years, um, and how he respond to losing Hopkins, man. I don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I don't want to talk about it either because it could get heated and intense, but I think you're right. I think there is some potential. Um, David Johnson really surprised me. I really was low on him. Um, and I think he showed that he still has something in him. Maybe that was what Bill O'Brien saw, the little glimmer of hope that he saw when he went to do that trade. But <laughs> um, I'm not complaining. I have Patrick Mahomes in, three fantasy, in my three fantasy leagues. So it was a win <laughs> for me. I mean, Texans lose, but Mahomes gets like 30 pa- fantasy points. Will Fuller got like 15 fantasy points. Like, can I complain? No, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, because let's, let's, let's be honest. 
when it comes to fantasy football, which one's more important? Your team, your fantasy team winning or actual team winning? Eh, fantasy football. You want to have that bragging rights. So, um, yeah, Texans, Texans, I don't think, I don't have high hopes, but I think you're right. The matchups, there are good matchups. I think it's going to be seven and seven and nine, eight and eight, maybe even six and 10 season, but we'll see. And we'll even see how long the season goes. I feel like there might be something that happens or COVID breaks out, breakouts, stuff like that. But hopefully things stay safe and um, for this, you know, including this full slate of games on Sunday. Speaking of games, let's get to the games of the week, Desmond. Games that we are picking. And might I add, kudos to you and I for upset watch glory and picking a 52-point upset win. <laughs> BYU absolutely crushing Navy, 55-3. to um, Whether or not it's still an upset, who knows, but it was a one-and-a-half-point spread when we picked the game, so it's an upset in our hearts. I like it, George. Turn off one and know. Exactly. Got to get on the right side of things, so let's see if we can keep it going. We're going to start first. We're just kind of run through these as quick as we can. First off, Raging Cajuns and the Cyclones, Louisiana and Iowa State. They meet for the first time ever, and Iowa State is hasn't ever lost to a current Sun Belt team. They're 5-0. and This is the game that follows game day on ESPN, 11 a.m. kickoff from Ames, Iowa. Cyclones are an 11.5-point favorite. Desmond, who you got? Out to my boy Miller. He's a huge Iowa State fan. Brock Purdy, baby. Iowa State's taking this one 37-27. Okay, so fairly close. Yeah. I mean, you said 11 point. I 10, I went a little bit, just a little bit lower. And I'm Both gonna to see. and I'm gonna actually agree with you. I've got uh, Iowa State getting a season opening win 40 to 30. So um, I think same same spread there for us, 10 points. All right, Desmond. Duke. In number 10, Notre Dame. First ACC, first conference game for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in their 125-year history. Um, they actually had a funny story. They put the ACC logo, they painted it in the wrong, like, wrong location on the field. It was supposed to be within the hash marks, and it was outside yeah. of the hash marks, so they had to get rid of it and then try it again. That's going to be the only missteps that this Fighting Irish team has against Duke. I've got them winning, like, huge. It's a 20-point spread, bigger than that, 40 to 13. All right. I mean, I actually had it close, 24-17. And then I think a lot of NFL scouts would be there to look at Duke's defensive line. I think people sleep on their defensive line, especially um, Chris Rumpf, uh, 6'4", 235. He's already being looked out by NFL scouts. And I think they might surprise us. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see, George. But I definitely think Notre Dame win this game. But I think it's going to be a lot closer than people actually think. Okay. Okay. I, 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 uh, I dig that. I just – I don't know. Welcome to the ACC, Notre Dame. And can't wait yeah, to see welcome. you. Yeah, welcome. About time. <laughs> yeah. About damn time. <laughs> um, but it's only going to be short-lived. It's one year. Okay. They have not signed any sort of multi-year contract for this. This is one year, one year only. But on the bright hand, ACC teams can be very happy because Notre Dame gets to keep their NBC contract, so they get to equal revenue share, 
And uh, so all the ACC teams are getting a li- little extra money this year from <laughs> Notre Dame. So uh, they, can, they can thank Notre Dame for that one. All right. And again, it's on NBC at a 1.30 kickoff. All right. Another ACC game. Syracuse in North Carolina. Mac Brown goes into his second year in Chapel Hill, and they've had all these COVID issues and not football related, but student related. And Mac Brown was saying we needed to, they were trying to create this bubble that, you know, basically telling their football players don't leave unless you have to, this and that. They're 23 point favorites. Syracuse returns four starters only from last year. That's enough for me to pick UNC 43 to 20. Exactly by the 23-point spread. You know me, George. Uh-oh. I'm a, bet, I'm a betting man, George. Uh-oh. Syracuse winning this game 24-21. Oh, Lake my. Field. Oh, my. Wait, yes, wait, sir, wait, 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 wait. Yes, sir, George. Wait, 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 wait. This is your upset pick? This is my upset pick. You won't be laughing next week, all right? You won't be laughing next week. Desmond, Syracuse returns four. That's one hand. Four starters. Exactly. Give the newbies some chance. Get the rookies some chance. Come on. They, not only that, they're bringing in a new defensive 3-3-5 scheme and assistant coaches. But Tommy DeVito is coming back. All right? Yeah, did you see how that, hap- how that worked out last year? What, five, four and eight last year or five and seven? All right, he's got the rookies on his back. Watch, George. Watch. I'm I'm gonna be watching the game and I'm gonna text you by the third quarter. Okay. All right. I can't wait to get a text that says, Wow, so bad that my upset pick was wrong. All right. <laughs> just wait. My upset pick is coming. You just have to wait. UTSA right. and Texas State. It's an I-35 rivalry showdown. These two teams are separated, but not too far. Um, It's the fourth time that this rivalry game will be played. UTSA, new look, new coach, kind of have a new feel to themselves. Texas State, again, kind of in the same situation, but they look much improved, look like they have something to to show to the nation. This game's on ESPN2, two teams that you would never see on ESPN2. But that's that's the beauty of this, you know, Less games per weekend um, and postpones and all this and that that you get moved from ESPN Plus to ESPN2. And as a seven-point favorite, I like the Texas State Bobcats to get their first win of the season and get a 15-point win, 35-20. to 20. I definitely agree, George. Texas State, 21-3. Um, oh, I think my gosh. After, I mean, I think after playing a, such a good game against SMU, um, I think they're ready for somewhere easier. You know, they, they, they proved that they can compete a little bit. Now they go to someone a little less hard like UTSA. I think they're going to blow them out the water. Okay. 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 I can see your, 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 your logic there. I, I don't know. I feel like UTSA at least is going to keep it somewhat close. I mean, it's UTSA. It's not, it's not like Prairie View A&M or something. Good grief. No, 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 no hate to Prairie View a and We love your band. <laughs> we love your band. You just need a better football team. I'll leave it at that. All right. ULM and Army. First time ULM is playing a service academy. Army, 42 to nothing last week. 42 to nothing. 
and they did their quintessential, you know, 20 play, 95 yard drive that results in a touchdown, takes off 20 minutes or 10 minutes off the clock, you know, just running it down their throats. I think they had three, attempted three passes last week. It's going to be the same thing that happens again. Sorry, ULM, you're going to be in for a uh, awful surprise. 35 to 10 in this 12:30 kick. Yeah, George, I had 20 to 10. I definitely agree with you. That momentum coming off that huge 42 shutout victory. I definitely think they're going to win this game. Yeah. Army's got it. Army's a 21 and a half point favorite. Enough for me to at least take that spread. I would take that in a heartbeat. Um, and it's on CBS Sports Network on Saturday. All right. Tulane, South Alabama. We kind of hinted at it at the beginning of the podcast. Tulane. They're, they're going to be, they're, you know, they're in the American. They have talent. South Alabama shocked the world. 20-point underdog. Went into Hattiesburg and won. Desmond Strotter did it all. You know, he was the man, the myth, the legend. This is going to be the real test. See if he can actually beat a team that has somewhat, you know, you know a talent. For me, it's talent. It comes down to talent and who has more of it. And I think Tulane does. I've got Tulane winning by a touchdown, 27 to 20. You thought I was going to go against my brother? Nah. South Alabama has got this. Seven points. Let's go. 35 28. You can't sleep on the Desmonds, man. Can't so, sleep on them. So are you going with an upset again, or are you, are you, you taking Syracuse as your big upset? I didn't realize that this would be an upset. Tulane is a 10-point 10 10 point favorite in Mobile as uh, South Alabama opens up. You know what? You know, I'm going to use I'm, – I'm, even though I want to go big, I want to play it smart because Georgia play it smart. So I want South, – South Alabama is going to be my upset pick this week. Okay. And Syracuse, uh, that's, a little, that's a little bit more cushion, you know what I'm saying? And so Syracuse, you're going to go off, off yourself and uh, North Carolina is going to win? <laughs> no, no. Syracuse still to win, but that's not my upset pick. Okay. Okay. I respect it. I respect it. Uh, as you, uh, if you couldn't quite hear that, South Alabama is, opens their new stadium uh, under the lights mm -hmm. in Mobile, Alabama. Hancock Whitney Stadium is their new stadium. Yeah, I did read about that. Hey, they were twenty point underdog last week. What's ten points? Oh, this is true. This is true. All right, Desmond. Arkansas State, Kansas State, one of the Big Twelve non-conference games. Red Wolves. They. Started off really strong against Memphis, and then Memphis was Memphis and got the win at home. They're, like, unbeatable at home. Um, but here's the deal. Kansas State has a lot of uncertainty. You know, their only big win was against Oklahoma last year. They kind of were up and down. I cannot convince myself that Kansas State's going to win, and therefore Arizona – Arkansas State, my upset pick of the week. Arkansas State is winless against current Big 12 teams. If we just say they played Big 12 or what their record is against Big 12 teams, if they were in the Big 12 at any point, that would be, I believe, one additional win. A&M. They beat A&M in 2008, the start of the Mike Sherman era. I don't want to talk about it. It was a bad game, 18 to 15. We're leaving it at that. But I think this time, if we just go back to the current, you know, 0-12 current stat, they get it on their 13th try. 
13th try is the charm. I've got the Arkansas State Red Wolves from Jonesboro, Arkansas, upsetting the Kansas State Wildcats in Manhattan on Fox in a nationally televised upset as 12-and-a-half-point underdogs. What about you, Desmond? <clears throat> well, George, I could definitely see where you're coming from, but you know, Arkansas State plays that up-tempo offense, which is great for a team that knows how to perfect it. And I don't think they've perfected it yet. So I think that Kansas State um, – Kansas State does a great job of, you know, time of possession, keeping the ball in their control, keeping the momentum in their favor. I think that's what's going to happen this week. And so I think Kansas State's going to win this one 23-10. I respect it, just like you expect, respected my, uh, yeah. my pick. I respect yours. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All I'm saying is, Desmond, I can't believe you picked Syracuse. Um, but <laughs> You're still on that. No, I cannot believe that. I mean, it's Mac Brown. Come on. You're going you're gonna to jump on the bandwagon at some point. Mac Brown? You're going to go for Mac Brown out of all the coaches? The dude has experience, talent. Hey, he may, he may coach at Texas for like 15 years, but I have to respect it. I have to give him the credit that he deserves. So, uh, Also, I can't, I can't help but mention your, your, the, the sunlight on, on your, your video feed right now. It's funny because it makes it feel like it was like a ghost when you were talking earlier. You're like, I'm just this void of this face here. Yes, uh, yeah, the sun, you know. No, you're good. You're good. And finally, our last game that we're going to pick for our scary good game is the college game day game of the week. Clemson, man, that was a weird way to say Clemson. Clemson, the number one team in the nation, takes on Wake Forest in Winston-Salem. We've already talked about it. First time they're hosting game day. No fans are going to be there. It's going to be a very interesting atmosphere, very different than we're used to with college game day. I think that might help Wake Forest because no, you know, Clemson, you're not going to be at a disadvantage playing in Clemson and Clemson's not going to be at a disadvantage playing in the Wake Forest home crowd. I think there will be like maybe first quarter things will kind of um, settle down, but this game's going to get ugly quick. It's going to be first quarter, first 10 minutes is going to be, you know, kind of adjust and feeling you know, there's maybe be some penalties and stuff, but after that, it's going to be bad. I've got Clemson winning 45 to 10. Clemson is the team to beat in the ACC. Sorry, Notre Dame, but Clemson is the team to beat. Coach, this must be a blow. I got 56 to 12. And let, me, let me tell you why. Oh, you my gosh. Got, you got this object, right? Not object. I apologize for my words. This thing. Right? Yeah. Go 6'6", go. Six, six, you know. 20 years old, blonde hair. I had to call Sunshine. You say, <laughs> just number one draft pick next year. Hey, I don't know if you see that that little symbol in front of Clemson. That little that little number, but there's a reason why that number is there. Okay, <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I I'm just saying. You know me, I never really liked Clemson. I think that they've always found the easy teams to play. They've always had the easier schedule. But I can't deny how good Trevor Lawrence is. And I'm just a quick question because I was thinking about it 
if you had to start a team right now, George, would you start Trevor Lawrence or, Jer- or Joe Burrow? Which Trevor one? Lawrence, 100%. Joe Burrow is going to be a bust in the NFL. You've heard it first here. I'm, I tell you, I kid you not, he's just not going to – something about it, something about it from when he went from like 3,000 yards in 2018 to like 5,500 or whatever it was in 2019, there's not correlation there. There's not – there's no – there's no, you know, you can say, oh, it's because of an offensive coordinator change and this and that. No. Sorry. There's no – there's something that happened that is not Joe Burrow related. Um, so I think it's not going to benefit him well. I would take Trevor Lawrence in a heartbeat. Trevor Lawrence is tall. Trevor Lawrence is handsome. Trevor Lawrence is uh, – Trevor Lawrence has everything. He can throw it. He can scramble when he needs to. If I was building an NFL roster, I'd build with Joe, with uh, Trevor Lawrence as my rock. Um, but, yeah, they are 33-point favorites, in case you were wondering. Uh, Desmond's score covers the spread. Mine does not. but Or, no, mine does, 35 points. So, yes, it does cover. And that is at the ABC Saturday Night Football game at 6.30 p.m. Central Time from Truce Field on the campus of Wake Forest University. All right, we're at the very end here. We'll make this real quick so we can wrap it up. Coastal Carolina, Kansas, scary good game. Kansas is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. These teams played last year. 12-7 to was the score with Coastal Carolina upsetting Kansas they covered Kansas was a two touchdown favorite Desmond 9 p.m. is the kickoff for this game local time in Lawrence Kansas under the lights benefits Kansas I think Kansas is going to win at least by a touchdown and with it being six and a half it means I taking Kansas to cover what about you I was going to say the exact same thing I have them winning by 12, actually. But, yeah. yeah. I, it's, here's the thing. I'm not confident that enough to say it's going to be like a four-point game or something to say that Coastal Carolina covers. So I'm kind of buying with the fact that Kansas is at least going to make it a, a touchdown game. So, like, you know, you know what I'm saying there? Like, I feel like I have – it's better to go on the bigger – like, bigger margin than to say that Coastal Carolina yeah. is going to keep it close. Um, right. Either way, Chanticleers, one of the coolest names. It's the Chanticleers against the Jayhawks. What more can you want in a bird battle? It's like basically a chicken versus a a bird, a f- right? Jayhawks are bird, flying birds. Yeah, yeah. I'm not crazy, right? No, you're not crazy. Okay, good. I was thinking, wait, that doesn't sound right. No, that's right. Um, and we're going to wrap up here with our small school. For me, my front runners, and you probably can guess it just from the teams that I've kind of hinted on, BYU, Texas State, and Army. Really like one of those three will probably be my small school. I had South Alabama, but I don't have faith in them. Sorry. I love you, Desmond Trotter. I think it's a cool name. And Desmond, obviously, for, for the sake of you, I had to you know, think about that. But unfortunately, I, I, I couldn't. I don't think he's going to be the best. Uh, my my intuition is it's going to be BYU or Army that I'll probably end up picking. But it depends on how well Texas State plays. If Texas play, State plays pretty well, we'll see. But uh, what about you? <clears throat> I'm not going to go into too much detail right now why I chose these two 
two of the three teams. You already know the third reason why. But I have NC State, oh, Miami, and of course South Alabama. Desmond, you realize that only one of those three is a small school. What? 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 What, are the, what is the definition of a small school? A school that's not in the Power Five, and that is one that people usually sleep on. Okay, Miami. you said BYU. BYU is not a small school. BYU is not in the Power Five. Last time I checked, they were an independent. So is Army. Uh, NC State and Miami, I believe, are part of the ACC. So you're telling me, so you're telling me last year I could have chose Notre Dame as a small school. Yes, you could have. Technically, you could have. Under our rules, you could have picked them. A small school... Is what that's a, there's a reason why it's called small school. If I were to Google NC State's um, attendance or uh, whatever it's called, uh, uh, yeah, attendance or whatever number, I, I always forget what number that's called. Would it be more or higher than 30,000 people? Higher. Exactly. There's no way, there's no way you can classify that as a small school. But we'll leave it at that. We'll leave this discussion. And tune in next week to find out what school we end up picking as our small school. Uh, But for now, we're going to sign off here for the Fifth Quarter Podcast. Keep in mind, audio version of this podcast is available anywhere you can get your podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you can find it. Or you can subscribe, like, and comment on our video YouTube page if you really like our content and you, or if you want to see something different let us know we love hearing feedback we love getting to interact with our viewers and stay tuned in 11 episodes assuming we have football will be our 50th episode we might have some fun content coming soon so you're gonna stick in for that and subscribe so you can be up to date with the latest of the fifth quarter podcast for my colleague in lubbock he's desmond mclaughlin i'm george Koff. Signing off for the fifth quarter podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one. Adios, Giga Maggies, and Reckon Tech.